4: Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed.
4: As Obi Wan Kenobi once said, "Hello there, and welcome to Force Center presents Data Bank Dive." I'm Joseph Scrimshaw.
5: I'm Ken Napsok. This is the show where we go into the databanks at StarWars.com. Find something, or someone, or a ship, or a planet, anything in there, and we discuss it. We have fun, and hopefully you enjoy the journey as well. We did a season of this over on The Companion, and you can check that out if you want to head over to The Companion Sci-Fi app and enjoy 10 episodes of Databank Dies that we did about last year at this time. We had so much fun, we took the show to the public-facing storefront of the Force Center Shop. And here we are for a fun show. Joseph,
4: you have picked a very wonderful topic today. I I think it's wonderful. We'll see what you think. We'll see what other people think. I think you really celebrated this topic already by using the phrase public facing. Uh, We are talking about a character today that is mostly face, Ben Quadraneros. Are you excited for the the Big Ben?
5: (laughs) I'm excited for the Big Ben. Uh, I, you know, we decided long ago it's probably not best to surprise each other with this. We got to get some technical stuff you know done yeah and i saw this and i was like "Nah, we no nah, we already did ben i right? just think talk about ben so much it just feels like that
4: yeah no i think he he feels shockingly overlooked and we've now done around 40 episodes of data bank dive total <laughs> and it <laughs> took us 40 to get to ben uh i i apologize i apologize uh to ben so i gotta address something right away ken yeah uh Consistently, wherever the name of this pod racer is written down, it is Quad Q U A D I N A R O S. I just rewatched this section in Phantom Menace. The character's name is said three times by uh, the wonderful voice actor performer Greg Proops, and there's an extra R to my ear every time he says the character's name. It's Ben Quadraneros uh, to be heard. And it is Ben Quaterneros to be read. How do you feel about this great controversy? Another Star Wars name uh, controversy
5: indeed. How do you say it? I, I go with the proofs style. I, I, I think that's, <laughs> you know, Quaterneros. Like it just, it, it flows better than Quaterneros for me. But then I love adding extra beats into words and, and syllables and stuff that don't belong there. It's a thing I've done my whole life. Um, i really learned it when i got to an audio booth and had to record stuff and, and the guy was like what are you adding to these words i'm like i just always do this um, so
4: i'm i'm with Proops on this one
5: there it just it just sounds like a race name to me
4: okay there we go then that's the decision uh, i think oh, we uh... yeah no i mean i it, <laughs> this has always bothered me cuz I, I would see it spelled and then i would hear it and be like am i have i lost track of something mm-hmm. um, but for me as you said uh, i like it Proops style <laughs> I'm going to walk into restaurants and say, make mine Proops style and Mm. be sure to make sure I include the R in that one. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, But yeah, Quadraneros just has a great ring to it. Quadraneros also, Hey, I don't want to insult anybody. If there's any humans listening, whose last name is Quadraneros, but Quadraneros uh, is is the big winner for me. And I like the idea that there's a a lot of headcanon to be had here. Is it just, Hey, in, in the, the, uh, Tung, uh, species, uh, there's a silent R uh, in your last name, or rather an R that's not pronounced. Uh, no, other way. Uh, other is there an R that is said that is not in your name? Is that it? Or is his name actually Quaternarrows? <laughs> Fodes and beads say it wrong and the poor guy doesn't get a chance to correct it. <laughs> he does. Good.
5: I love that you've uh, got this, an invisible letter thing in a name. That's that's
4: confusing if we run into that in the <laughs> real world. <Love> that. <laughs> Yep, yep. This letter is not in the name, but you also must know to say it. (laughs) Language is weird and complicated. I'm sure it happens. All right. Uh, That's it. We're going to call him Quadraneros. That's our episode. Goodbye, everybody. No, we're going to get into the actual title of this show. We're going to dive into the databank. Here's what the StarWars.com databank has to say about Ben Quadraneros. The pudgy, comic-faced Ben Quadraneros was a, a rookie pod racer who claimed he came from the mysterious Tund system. He competed in the Bunta Eve pod race that saw the liberation of Anakin Skywalker from slavery. Ben was largely inexperienced and was quite terrified of the Boonta race. At the start of the race, his engines wouldn't even ignite. It was not until most of his competitors were already heading towards their second lap that his four engines did light, just as his power couplings shorted, sending the rockets flying about the arena. There's a lot of judgment in this databank entry. How do you feel about it,
5: Ken? That actually might be the best databank entry we've stumbled onto yet. I had not read that yet. I kind of pulled back from that uh, prior to this recording. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm exaggerating slightly, but it's like StarWars.com, Darth Vader, Sith Lord. That's his entry. Yep. <laughs> pudgy, uh,
4: mysterious. Claimed he's from this system? Claimed, yeah. What is that shade about? I mean, it- <laughs> It's not like most Star Wars characters introduce themselves, and then we get to see their chain code, and it's verified that ba- Bosk claims to be a Trandoshan.
5: Like- yeah, claims nice to be that a terrified of the race, which you know tracks of what we see. Which makes me wonder uh, you know, about how we even got there. Oh, wow, man, this is this is this is a lot.
4: Yeah, I mean, comic-faced, uh fair enough. That's really interesting, right? Because yes, it, it, we'll talk about this a plenty. Uh but from the perspective of our universe, his face is comic. Is this databank entry implying that from the perspective of the people in the Star Wars galaxy, that's a comedy face?
5: Yeah. I th- I, yeah, I think it's almost like an indictment on the people of the galaxy. Like, you are the ones who are judging him. <laughs> well, shit.
4: well uh, strap in for some more of that. We're going to have to discuss his face because that's what um, most of him is. Uh, this is great. Uh, I love that they uh, emphasized that he was there at a very crucial race and then just spend a lot of time on how poorly he did. At the start yeah. of the race, his engines were... Wouldn't even ignite. Will you look at this loser? So much judgment. Uh, Let's see if Wikipedia is any kinder to Ben Quadraneros. Uh, Wikipedia says, despite his embarrassing loss. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) No, not kinder. (laughs) Despite his embarrassing loss, Quadraneros persisted in pod racing and was billed as the racer Sebulba's arch nemesis on the poster, the sport's greatest rivalry during the Clone Wars. Uh, In 19 BBY, Skywalker, by then a Jedi Knight, had a copy of the sport's greatest rivalry hung on the wall of his personal quarters in the Jedi Temple on the planet Coruscant. Later in the Clone Wars, an altered version of the poster that only showed Quadraneros in his vehicle hung in Galactic Republic clone trooper barracks in Fort Anaxes on the world of Anaxis. In 2BBY, Jedi Padawan Ezra Bridger also had the altered version of the poster on the wall of his cabin on the VCX-100 light freighter Ghost. Shortly after the Hosnian Cataclysm in 34 ABY, JNOR published A History of Persuasive Art in the Galaxy, a book that included mention of Quadraneros in relation to the sport's greatest rivalry. In addition, Quadrineros was mentioned in an artist journal which was restored, expanded, and displayed at the Graph Archive at some point no earlier than 34 ABY. Uh, <sighs> Quadrineros meets a rather different fate in the comic adaptation of the film, where his podracer starts without any trouble, but explodes after being rammed by Sabalba's craft, presumably <laughs> killing him. That's just a fun footnote that he dies in the comic, murdered by Sabalba. But let's get back to the poster. Uh, now, there's, there's he's got some, you know, legend story, uh, but in canon, there is more about a poster of Ben Quadraneros than Ben himself. How do you feel about that? i That's
5: a slight, I think, but it's also fascinating stuff. Uh, first of all, how does he go from this terrified of the to Eve race <laughs> to uh, uh rival? That's, that's, uh, that's a, a sports doc I want to see. we got a lot behind that story. I love this art stuff. I love that uh, when by appearing in Clone Wars in that poster, it just set off a chain of art events in Star Wars based around him.
4: Yeah, no, and it it feels a little like one of the missions that sometimes happens, uh, certainly with podcasters, and I think sometimes with creators of kind of a hashtag justice for fill in the blank. Mm -hmm. And I think that that great scene, that pivotal scene in the Clone Wars where, you know, Obi-Wan is trying to finally kind of have a sit down conversation about the obvious, you know, romantic entanglement between Anakin and Padme. And it's a pivotal, important scene. Mm -hmm. and. It's also like we get to see inside Anakin's personal room and we see that he has more things on the wall. Hey, attachment. Mm -hmm. Um, And then on top of all that interesting stuff, it's a pod racing poster, which is cool. And they could have just left it at that, right? It Mm. could have been, uh, you know, Sebald Gasgano or whatever, you know, or Mm Sebald Mahonic. But then it's Ben. Do you feel like that's a justice for of like, hey, we know this is really cool and we are going to, you know, uh, prop up the pod racer you all laughed at
5: yep i, I actually i would love to know uh, some stories on that i'd love someone to come forward with their love from ben, ben and <laughs> ben in, uh in, in in the behind the scenes of clone wars yes because it has a little bit of that protective energy of you know so sebulba so i thought and by the way i always say start to say sebulba because it's a street that runs through <laughs> all of los angeles sebulba so uh, it, it, I think he's always to me he always was kind of cool I, I don't know there was something yeah. about it e- even during some of my darker days around Phantom Menace you know a it was fun to say I thought he was a good character but Ben as we'll discuss maybe wasn't and, and I think that happens I think uh, you and I have characters like that Star Wars fans out there I think uh, Dexter's one that's always been that for, for you and I and just for mm-hmm. center in General uh, our friend Brian Ward has made defending Dexter's entire identity and I stand by that I uh, absolutely support <laughs> it so there's a lot of that that goes on and to have it in the house, so to speak, with someone going, No, no, we're not crapping on Ben today. We're putting him on the poster. We're elevating him. I love that.
4: <laughs> he is one half of sports greatest rivalry now. <laughs> we we've been touching around the edges of our Ben quadranero's feelings, but let's dive in. Uh we, we should frame this from the perspective of our generation. Uh we grew up with the original trilogy. I think it's fair to say that uh a lot of us uh we're sort of uh, set in our ways of what looked like Star Wars and what didn't. And uh, Ben was one of the lightning rods of that doesn't look like Star Wars for uh, people of our generation. Not everyone, but I think you and I both experienced that and certainly talked to other people who did. So from that perspective, h- how did you feel about Ben Quadranos when you f- you first saw The Phantom Menace? Was he high on your list of aesthetic grievances back in our crankier days of 1999?
5: Hated him. Hated him. whole. <laughs> <little. laughs> of my fiber of my being of my soul like i i couldn't believe it like and then they, it was and that was the thing too right it was the and then they put like that like like on top of everything that did this um and and look i think you and i could laugh about it and i think you and i are, were very open about sharing our journey mm-hmm. uh, and 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 hopefully there's some value in that for those out there and for those that love this movie from the beginning no matter what age you were gosh we, we absolutely just uh, are here for that but mm-hmm. This was, this was, this was hard. And I, and I think it becomes, I think eventually I am, I am, I consider myself now defensive of Ben. <laughs> defensive because I was on the other side. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and, and it was just uh, inappropriate, inappropriate rage, I guess at, at it. It really was. Cause that was really, I was really upset. I was really, and and then, and then that guy.
4: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no. I, I I was with you. I think uh, w- we would have both been on our second drinks uh, when we got <laughs> yeah. to uh, Ben Quadrineros, right? But all yeah. of it was yeah. is for me was um, uh, sort of of a piece of not uh, understanding that Lucas wanted to expand the mm-hmm. palette of what Star Wars could be. That that characters and creatures like this uh, were always in his mind, and he didn't have a way to realize them, right? Mm-hmm. And also, you know. Uh, I was in my my dark, brooding early 20s and everything was cooler (laughs) if it had an edge. So Boba was cool because he had a deep, gravelly voice and spoke an alien language and he looked like he would bleep you up at a bar and that meant two thumbs up from me. (laughs) (laughs) And so the sillier didn't uh, make sense to me in Star Wars and uh, silly has always been a part of Star Wars. I want it to be a part of Star Wars. Even sometimes when the actual manifestation of the silliness is maybe not for me every time, I don't want to reject its presence in Star Wars. Uh, The opi farting, I'd still be like, Hey, you know, if George wanted to do a special edition and that got removed, I would shed no tears. I don't, you know what I mean? But I'm not going to sit here and be mad that it's there or say it doesn't belong in Star Wars in the same goes for Ben Quadraneros's face as it does for that EOP's fart.
5: <laughs> oh, you have my vote in the next election. I, I love this. And <laughs> look, I, I have both. Uh, actually, I don't have shame for being part of that generation that tried to destroy it for, for those. I, that's what where a lot of us were. And it's important to grow from that. Important to realize that. And, and Ben represents a big part of that for me yeah there's some things i'm with you too some things that could go here there things i don't need to engage with as much totally totally but what i also love about something like them is this is design first of all go back to the cantina new Hope, and stop mm-hmm. and look around you got like a cricket dr <laughs> mandible who oh, shows up you know in uh, mando but you got like a cricket you got a job is palace there's a frog you can call it a wart all you want it's a toad it's a bullfrog out front of the there's weird things in Star Wars and always has been. We know this. So to sit there at a theater ninety nine and be like, no on this one. I vote no on Quadraneros. It's 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 a it's a bridge too far for me these days. Yeah.
4: I just love it. Love him. Salacious B crumb is the kind of dark brooding edge I'm looking for. Right. So I'm not down with Ben Quadraneros. Yeah. yeah uh, Tim Rose
5: I, I, hand I, puppet and I'm I'm over here offended <laughs> by Quadraneros.
4: Yeah, uh, absolute background character in the in the Muppets that would you know be doing a bit with Vincent Price in 1978. That's that's cool, but not this. Anyway, um, I think I turned around on Ben Quadrineros a little faster because he was uh one of the lightning rods that you kind of laugh at right Um, Mm -hmm. so I remember having conversations where people kind of attached even people who didn't like him and uh, criticized Phantom Menace for being too uh, silly or or childish kind of came around on him because he was fun to joke about and everybody knew who you were talking about you're like oh yeah Mm -hmm. the face guy yeah (laughs) so there's always that path for me where sort of ironic dislike then becomes familiarity then becomes genuine enjoyment and that's that's the journey I went on with Ben pretty quickly I'd love, maybe
5: you could do this. I'd love someone to write a, like a, a, a book on that as it relates to pop culture, right? Yeah. Like you, you hate it till you love it. Uh, and then you learn from it. I always mentioned Spice Girls. I love the Spice Girls. I used to make my radio shows identity in the nineties, destroying them. And that was just horrendous. Not fair. It's not fair to the fans, it's not fair to the generation, not fair, not fair to the people that connect with them. And someone in 99 connected with Ben Guadagnaros. And then you have an a-hole like me
4: stomping on that joy. <laughs> Yep. Knocking the Ben Quadraneros lollipops out of kid's hand. That's just cruel. Uh, all right.
3: Are there lollipops?
4: No, no, there just should be, right? I mean, it's great merch for Ben. <laughs> oh, lick my face. I don't know if that's how he talks. Uh Anyway. those uh, does now. How would you physically describe Ben Quadraneros? Well, you could start with a, a, a cookie, but I was going to do this. I, uh, uh. A
5: frying pan with eyes and with, with two, uh, <laughs> legs, two long legs.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it. Uh, I, I, think that's great. The frying pan. Yep. You look, he definitely could, uh, sizzle up some ham and eggs. Yeah. <laughs> Just on the space between his nose and his mouth. Yeah. Lord. Um, yeah. I think the reason there were a lot of differently shaped aliens in Phantom Menace. And that was, you know, hard for me mm-hmm. back in 1999. But I think the reason that uh, Ben was a lightning rod is because he, he looked like something out of like the the Wacky Races uh, animated yeah. series that was around when, when we were kids. Um, mm-hmm. But trying to take a step back, uh, I think the main thing I think of when I see Ben is what if one of those kind of odd sentient M&Ms could mate <laughs> with an actual human? Oh wow. Yes. Cuz he's got that kind of it's a little bit longer. He's kind of got that M&M shape and and um in and an M&M who's been through a lot, who's seen some things because you know, I don't know if it's just what uh all uh toons look like, but he really does got some age, right? He's got that kind of a little bit of a double chin.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> he's got uh you know, a long line between uh, nose and mouth. Uh so yeah. Yeah, an, a, a sentient M&M mated with a human who's been through a lot.
5: <laughs> but, but not, but not the abomination to creation that you'd think. It's it's it, it, it's a joy. Those that yeah. Kind of-
4: yeah he always he looks a little startled too like he's just always been been given some new and shocking information (laughs) he's got resting startled face indeed yeah yeah yeah. all right uh what for you is the overall magic of ben quadraneros what does he add to the fabric of star wars
5: you and i believe strongly along with jen here at force center everyone matters in star wars meaning that you must uh, uh, find the value in those around you and, and, and their part in the story. And because of that, Star Wars is teaching me to appreciate characters like Ben Guadagnaros, who, who I don't fully embrace right away. And, and they force me to pull myself in closer to the themes of Star Wars and learn more about these characters that I would <laughs> toss aside so easily. And on top of that, he has got um, there's just something so entertaining about him now. And I think when you release a lot of this stuff. And I, by the way, I'm speaking to someone who, you know, we just shared our journey again. I'm sure someone's out there going, I love them from go. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I don't want to offend you. But, you know, what I mean, like you look at him, there's just it, it, it's just entertaining, man. And it's fun. And Star Wars has so much of that. And it needs that constantly. Doesn't mean we can't get serious. Doesn't mean we can't get dark. Doesn't mean we can't have moody and or shows and, and uh, episodes of the Bad Batch that go into uh, into the dark shadows of the story. But we need Ben Guadagnaros. He's part of the magic.
4: Absolutely. I think that's a big thing for me. I've been just thinking about a lot about the, the roots of, uh, of fantasy and adventure and space fantasy and, and that desire that the first film you know really tapped into back in the day to be like, what if I could escape uh, the real world and, and go to fantastic and bizarre places, you know, that just that need mm-hmm. and sense for adventure. And I think that, you know, what, what the power of that is, is that seeing things that that don't truly exist and yet somehow are totally relatable. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the power to him is that you enter a, a wide galaxy like star Wars and you want to see things that are alien and fantastic. And that can mean everything from badass Mandalorians in, in head-to-toe armor to, you know, a, a stressed-out, stretched-out face <laughs> like Ben <laughs> Quadraneros. You're not physically going to see Ben Quadraneros, but that nervous look he gives over uh, his shoulder, I'll say generously to his anatomy, uh, when his pot is failing, that's one of the most relatable things I've ever seen in Star Wars. mm <laughs> Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> <laughs> There's something about everything he's experiencing. It's it's me trying to uh, do a new version of
4: like OBS in my computer. <laughs> I
5: can't get it.
4: uh, and on those beautiful sounds that truly capture the magic of Ben Quadraneros, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to dive into some of the details of this amazing pod racer. Back in a moment. Ben Quadraneros. Ken, do you think Ben Quadraneros legitimately went on to become a great pod racer? Or is it all propaganda? We're digging into the history of that poster, the sport's greatest rivalry. What what do you think is the truth behind it? Why does Anakin have it on his wall? Is it true?
5: (laughs) Cueing my bad ESPN VO. What if I told you both stories could be true? Uh, Here's what I think. (laughs) I have two. I don't know where I land on this quite yet. Maybe we can work through it here together. I think, one, yes, he does. And what a Star Wars, not just redemption story, but growth story, belief, whatever you want to it, – it's such a nice story. From that moment, right, we've all hit the first day on the job or you're, you're you're good at something, but you're not quite good in the moment, but you're going to get better. I, mean, I, don't, I burned tapes of my first stand-up shows uh, for reasons. Um, from that to going to the top of the game, that's something we can all look up to. And I imagine there's there's something about it. Ben and, and and his and his pride, um, but the desire to know I'm going to get better. And this is where I'm going to go. Idler's that version of it. Right. Mm-hmm. Then there's this version in half of my head of what have I told you? So Bulba's team handpicked Quadraneros to be promoted and turned into a rival because they knew they could always beat him. And it was a <laughs> work. They paid him off uh we'll get you in the race we'll keep you going uh you know uh and then at the end something will always happen and Sabalba's going to get the win and then there's two different ways to look at it light side dark side for me
4: yeah you know what this is weird i hadn't thought of the work you know your your uh experience yeah. in in wrestling makes a ton of sense of set him up uh, to be the guy who can almost succeed but will fail uh, against sabba <laughs> love that but i also thought light side dark side there's something about uh ben that is just damn sincere and I feel like mm-hmm. he's he's pushing through the terror. He's excited to be there. He's jumping up and down those three antennae thing on his head yes. Yes. <laughs> are jostling like mad uh, when when we first meet him. Um, I think he worked really hard and became a much much better pod racer. Mm-hmm. I think he shocked everyone mm-hmm. at how much better he became. Right? And everybody loves that kind of story in sports. Right? So, well oh, man, it burn things up. At the same time, I have this sense that the organized crime interests of the galaxy, for some reason, somebody figured fingered him is the one who's going to be in their back pocket. <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. everybody else was taken as pod racers. Uh, I wonder if this was like an early move by Dryden Voss. Is like, I'm going to invest in you. I'm going to imagine like a really scary meeting between Dryden and Ben <laughs> Quadraneros. <laughs>
5: Colo clawfish, Ben. Colo clawfish.
4: No, I'm good. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, this is an uh, odd reference. The the David Lynch film, uh, Mulholland Drive, which I love, Mm -hmm. one of the uh, kind of dreamlike nightmare aspects of it is there's these organized crime sort of figures that uh, just tell a director, that girl is the Mm -hmm. one, that's the one. And you don't know why, but it just has to be or Mm nightmarish things are going to happen. And I just get that vibe like it's in a David Lynch movie. Like some <laughs> scary monster is <laughs> pointing yes. at Ben Quadraneros and going, he's the one, period.
5: Here's what I want you to do. I want you to track down David Lynch while he's giving his weather reports and pitch this story to him. And this would be what gets him into Star Wars. <laughs> uh,
4: I think I'd get the same response that he that he gave to George. Uh, why don't you do that? You, it seems like you're passionate about that. Why don't you do that? You like your walkies. Um, so uh, we've got that settled. We both think there's a, a, the power of the dark, the power of the light. No matter what is going on behind the scenes to prop him up as Savalba's greatest rival, we both think that Ben Quadranero sincerely rose to the challenge in his skill level. Yeah. Yes. I so uh, like. So- so then let's talk about how, how uh, we, we get the information in the Phantom Menace that humans can't usually pod race. Uh, so I've always kind of taken it as different uh, species have sort of a physiological, uh, you know, uh, advantage. What about Ben Quadraneros' physiology being mostly face <laughs> makes him so good at pod racing? I, I think um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it. And for those at listening
5: at home, um, bring up, been on wikipedia or if you're in a car pull over look on your phone I, i'm staring at his face while i'm saying these words i think those cheeks the way they're just kind of stuffed into that outfit um, <laughs> i think they are naturally aerodynamic so he's maybe got some instincts he's got some flexibility he's got those long limbs he, he's probably got some uh reactions that are that are fast you know he's got that stuff going there i, I think he's got that but you know, those eyes, it's not like he's got 12 eyes you can see. Maybe there's an antennae uh, to help him tune into something. I don't know. But those cheeks, man, it's like an extra five miles per hour on that ride. Just the wind goes over those cheeks. They're just stuffed into that outfit and they just push the wind up and over and out.
4: Yeah. Okay. I like that, that he's got some sort of like exhaust <laughs> filter in the back of his head. Yeah. In through the cheeks and out through my blowholes in the back. Yep. Okay. Okay. I like this a lot. You know, I wanted to to imagine that having a a wider face would maybe make it so that he actually has his eyes are farther apart and he has better like peripheral vision. But then looking at him, I can't honestly say that.
5: Mm -mm, mm -mm.
4: (laughs) And he does need to really do like full Michael Keaton Batman turn to look behind him on that one shot where he looks at his engine so you went with uh with cheeks i'm going with uh antennae i think those antennae somehow are like incredibly sensitive to changes in wind and velocity and he senses it through his (laughs) his head dangles goes straight down into his brain right into his brain you know and that's the other thing uh you know I think it's possible that he has just a massive brain that can compute information. He's getting through his eyes much faster. Like uh, his, so <laughs> you could look at him and, and, you know, be not generous and say the brain is kind of like only nose and above. Right. Yeah. But what if the brain is the long way and it <laughs> goes oh. all the way down to his chin? <laughs>
5: oh, I agree with that. Oh, speaking of Dryden Vos's ship, it's like, it's built like Voss's. uh, Ship there. Uh, I I like that. I like it goes all the way down. It's it's behind those cheek pouches. It's it's that nose to the top of the lip where you could grow just a wonderful mustache. Uh, Yeah, it's all there. Mm -hmm. Yep.
4: Look at the big brain on Ben. (laughs) Uh, How do you think Ben Quadraneros would feel if he found out Darth Vader used to have a poster of him in his bedroom? Well, okay. So Darth Vader, or does he know? Does he just
5: know the Sith guy or the little kid?
4: I think he. I think he. He knows that. Okay, so he, somebody finds out. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe he meets uh, a Riva in a bar, uh, and uh, tells him, <laughs> hey, you know, you know, Lord Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, you know, Enforcer of the Emperor. Uh, he, he used to be a Jedi. I'm not going to tell you which one. And he used to have a poster of you on his wall. How do you mm-hmm. think Ben would react to this information? I would think he might go.
5: Darth Vader is Anakin.
4: Like I think he would get it right away.
5: <laughs> uh, no, I think. Just it it being Vader, in a weird way, dark side energy aside, I think Ben Guadagnaros would feel, um, I think he would feel justified. Justified Mm -hmm. for the struggle, justified for the time, the practice he put in to become better. I think he would be like, yes, one of the more, yes, evil, but more powerful uh, beings in this galaxy uh, up there in the upper crust. He appreciates me. And I think that would be some validation.
4: Yeah, no, I like this a lot. I had been thinking that maybe, you know, Ben is twisted with guilt, he, that he's all caught up in crime. He can't be a pod racer without uh, being in the pocket of organized space mm. crime. So maybe this would only make him feel like, ah, uh, this, see, this, this is what uh, pod racing has brought me to. <laughs> yeah.
5: Yeah. And,
4: and, you know, have terrified endless nightmares of Vader coming for him. But I think you've actually changed my mind. You know, I think it's it's public information by the clone wars the anakin skywalker is a hero hero of the clone wars there's news reports yeah. about him right and i think one day ben quadraneros is like anakin skywalker <laughs> the kid who kicked everyone's ass at the booty padres i think i think ben quadraneros sent anakin that poster i think he <laughs> sent it to the jedi yeah. temple yes yes he did oh this
5: is beautiful i don't like to generally get into these um these Star Wars questions that sometimes I think are used as, as, as bad criticism, but like, well, but if this, how come this, right? I don't like that kind of stuff too much. Mm-hmm. It's fun, but sometimes it's used too seriously. Anakin Skywalker winning the Bunta Eve classic has to be on some bill of record somewhere. Oh, right. Yeah. So it's, it, you start syncing it up and the Jedi, again, I don't think the Jedi are trying to hide his origin from him, but I just love, that's a, that's a big connection. I haven't thought about that. I have, I have no one, No one has put that all together or it's not more known or accepted that, that, you know, the the pod racing company didn't release like a special commemorative Anakin collector (laughs) set of cards, you know, when little Annie won fast. This is, this is why I want a pod racing uh, show and a pod racing video game to get into the weeds on this stuff.
4: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. I wonder if he's just sort of like despised in pod racing circles because he he ruined every, it, mm-hmm. People did not make good money. Nobody but Qui-Gon won that day. Right. Because nobody was betting on him.
5: Yeah. So That's maybe
4: true. he's despised. Oh, mm. yeah. We're going to have to do a deep dive on that. Yeah. Uh, getting back to old Ben Quadraneros himself. But we do have to address, of course, the great history of the name Ben in Star Wars. And I want to do it by asking this question. How do you think Ben Solo felt about sharing a name with this guy?
5: Oh, I think that during different phases of his life, I think it was maybe used against him in the elementary school years, right? (laughs) At the New Republic School for the Gifted or whatever he was at first before he got shipped off to Uncle Luke. I I think kids... Were like, oh, what are you named after Ben Quadraneros? And he's like, no, no, after a very powerful Jedi. And he, and he just it, it very much dealt with that. Then I think when he started getting into the like preteen rebellious era, he owned it and like would say it to his dad and and mom, but like say to like Han, like, I'm not named after, you know, no Jedi. I'm named after the best <laughs> racer in the galaxy. Han'd Han be like, whoa, 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 whoa. I don't know who Ben Quadraneros is, but. Yeah, you know, i'm the best racer in the galaxy and i think he used it that and then i think by the end he just uh, wanted no association with ben at all
4: uh i i like this path i have a, a different but similar path that ends in the same place of anger and resentment yeah uh yeah i think i totally agree with you at the beginning i think oh, t- I, he named after this great jedi that he doesn't know doesn't fully get the relationship and uh now oh there's this pod racer, people are making fun of him at, at uh, advanced space school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then I think maybe, yeah, you're right that he gets a little bit of like, oh, he, he figures out who the racer really is. Like maybe he brings it up to Han. Maybe in fact, Han's like, actually, I'm in the racing business now. That, mm-hmm. uh, that, that, that Ben Quadraneros might not look much, but he's got it where it counts. <laughs> and it, Han means it as a learning opportunity of like, mm-hmm. hey, that Ben Quadraneros guy is actually pretty cool. And it just saddles poor Ben Solo with another legend he has to live up to. Not only does he have to be the child of uh, Han and Leia and the nephew of Luke Skywalker and the future namesake of the the continuation of Obi-Wan Kenobi, now he's got to be as good as Ben Quadraneros, too. Mm. Yeah.
5: He rips that poster off the wall.
4: (laughs) Uh, Would you like to see Ben Quadraneros pop up again? And if so, where and how?
5: Bad Batch is doing amazing things. Uh, we've, mm. we've been talking about the political all-stars, Chuchi and Pamelo and Organa and all those characters are kind of bringing in and bringing back. Uh, we just saw the Riot, Wait, Riot Racing episode recently with Tech. We both love that episode. That was fun. Major Padres vibes. So we're in a time period where you could, he'd be like a retired Padres star. Maybe Riot Racing brings him in to help, legitimize what they got going on so <laughs> hey you know whether he races or not or he's just like a figurehead literally just a giant figurehead of right racing I think you could do it and you could explore it and uh, maybe he tries to recruit tech into a racing team or something.
4: Ooh I like this a lot I'm going to go even farther in the, in the future though I, I want him in the Mandalorian I want him realized <laughs> maybe CG maybe a fully practical outfit uh, I want him to be I'm interested to see pod racing at that point, which I think the New Republic is probably getting close to uh, banning it, right? It's kind of yeah. dirty and underground and even more dangerous and more underground than it used to be. Uh, but in my vision, Ben Quadraneros is retired. He's aged. Uh, he, he's a he's a coach. He's haunted. Uh, and in the grand tradition of the Mandalorian, he needs to be uh, at least voice acted by a fascinating, grizzled, old, out-of-left-field choice, which is why Mm. I think Ben Quadraneros should be voiced by Paul Rubens. (laughs)
5: Yes. (laughs) Yes, Pee-wee. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Please,
4: There we go. Two different visions of Ben (laughs) Quadraneros' future. Uh, You know, we're going a little long, so we'll wrap it up here. We always like to uh, make it personal. How do you think it would affect your life if your body
5: was a lot of face? I think it might help me. I just ran, this is something to run into a lot, but I ran into it the other day. I was uh, doing a virtual audition and I was asked to smile for a picture and they said, okay, but but smile. And I had to say, I am. Um,
2: <laughs> I, I
5: just have that problem. Uh, uh, Grace will always tease me on it, uh, rightfully so. So I think I, I would emote a lot easier. People would pick up on, what's on what I'm putting down with my face. If I had Ben's face, you just couldn't, it's the size of a billboard. You couldn't miss it.
4: I thought the same thing. I thought I would have a deep responsibility to be self-conscious about my emotions because they can be seen from much farther away. (laughs) (laughs) And also uh, I might need a longer selfie stick. Um, If pod racing was real, which of the racers would you put money on? And would it be Ben Quadraneros?
5: I think by yes, knowing what happens to Um, him, uh, I I would absolutely put money on unless the is in the race. But uh, I, I think, um, I think uh, Team Toe Plagius, uh, uh, um Mahonic with his big old rump. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I want to. Sad. I want to say rats. I think rats got done dirty. Um, I think we should investigate what happened there because I believe in uh, rats. Tyrell. so maybe son of rats will come back.
4: Yeah, yeah. No team. Team Toe is my my favorite. I would love to say Team Toe, uh, but I think I'd either go with Dud Bolt uh, mm. because. Bolt is a great name. That sounds like he'd be going real fast. But then Dud, it's a mystery. He's a good middle-of-the-road bet. Uh, But after this conversation, I'm putting all my money on Ben Quadraneros. I think he's got it. Can't go wrong with Ben. All right, we are going to rate the wild and weird factor of Ben Quadraneros. Our rating is based on one of the original Star Wars weirdos, and that is Lobot. So out of ten Lobot heads, one being the least, ten being the most, how many Lobot heads do you give Ben Quadraneros? Look,
5: I was going to come down to like, I don't know, eight or so like that. But then I just uh, was watching The Phantom Menace uh, the other day. Uh, and, and I saw him in the background. And he's just the weirdest thing ever. He's just a circle with two sticks and the face. <laughs> and the he's just in the background, right? He's in the background on that scene when they enter in the Padres uh, pit, pit area. Ah. Uh, staging area I should say I, I love him so I'm going 10 10 out of 10
4: you know he's got some gams he's got some long legs uh you know I, I keep saying he's mostly face and the legs are like hey have you seen us uh we are <laughs> yeah. a lot yeah. to take in as well uh shoeless uh, in most illustrations <laughs> of his uh <laughs> yeah his right, full yeah. body so many mysteries he's a solid 10 out of 10 i was wrong in 1999 i just reacted to the the shape of the face of the general comedy stylings uh but the more time you spend with ben's body with ben's life the more beautiful and bizarre he gets so 10 out of 10 for ben quadraneros absolutely indeed All right. Thank you all for going with us on this journey. We are always interested to hear your feelings about whatever data bank dive subject we're diving into. So we would be delighted. We would be delighted to hear what you have to say about Ben Quadraneros. You can find links to all things Four Center on our Twitter at Four Center Pod. Ken, where can people find you?
5: Hey, you can find me at Ken Nabsock or go to my website, kennabsock.com, for shows like The Blathering, Pop Rock and Radio, Comedy Dates, and more.
4: And you can find me at Joseph Scrimshaw on all the social media and check out my YouTube channel by searching Joseph Scrimshaw on YouTube. But for now, we are going to jump up and down with excitement like Ben Quadraneros. That has been Databank Dive.